This is Ireland's 100 to 102 Today FM. Eight days to go until polling day and the gloves are off. Good evening, Gavin Riley with you slightly later than usual tonight with another edition of Today FM's Election Daily. There's just a week of campaigning left and with the race now firmly on, it's all getting a little bit tetchy. The three biggest parties have all been reverting back to type and having a go at each other on the economy. None of them appearing to land a knockout blow, but perhaps weakening any defence they might need later on. We'll start with Sinn Féin, which was outlining some economic plans this morning and outlined what it saw as another major problem with Fine Gael's fiscal figures. Finance spokesman Pierce Doherty. Since the start of the campaign, Michael Noonan has been trying to con the electorate. He lied in week one, he lied in week two, and he's a lion again today. In week one, he got it wrong by €2 billion. Euro. In week two, he got it wrong by over a billion euro. And today, he is again wrong by up to half a billion euro. The reality is that Michael Noonan's figures don't add up, and his policies will mean more chaos on health in housing and more chaos in rural Ireland. His complaint is that under the Department of Finance's current projections, USC will bring in 4.3 billion euro in the year 2021. Yet Fine Gael's use of the fiscal space would suggest that they expect it to cost 3.7 billion to scrap, and they believe that therefore the gap between the two marks a hole in the figures. And Fianna Fáil, meanwhile, was pointing out what it sees as its own problem with the Fine Gael figures. It's all a little bit complicated, but they basically claim that Fine Gael has two different dates for getting rid of USC. In headlines, they're promising to have it gone by 2020, but in other figures, they're projecting to have some USC income in the year 2022. Michael Noonan was given a chance to respond. I think Pierce's problem is that he took his maths grounds or else went to night school to the Jerry Adams Maths School. I think that's, that's his problem. <laughs> and he should have gone to somebody who was, who was smarter with the arithmetic than, than Jerry was. He's wrong. And he's just making an allegation. And he's not standing it up. And not only in that, and also in dismissing the Fianna Fáil complaint, he launched another attack on Fianna Fáil too. He said that their use of the so-called fiscal space didn't include any money for another public pay deal after Lansdowne Road expires in 2018. He says the failure to do so is a 1.24 billion black hole. While they have allowed for the costings of the Lansdowne Road agreement in accordance with the negotiations conducted by Brendan Howland with the, unit, with the unions, they haven't allowed for anything beyond 2018. And uh, the black hole is 1.24 billion but this is Fianna Fáil's black hole of Calcutta. Incidentally, it's pointed out to us by Lorcan Roach-Kelly of Bloomberg that the black hole of Calcutta was a small dungeon, so it wasn't actually that big to begin with. But Michal Martin had what seemed from the outside a fairly reasonable response. I'm very surprised that Michael Noon has made that comment, given what he said himself <coughs> on the 4th of February, in relation to the successor to the Lansdowne Agreement. Because he said, and this was where he was saying on the news at 1, uh, that he, he uh, wouldn't give a figure for it. Because he said, for example, take 2% in public pay after 2018, that's 2018, might be a reasonable assumption. But no minister for public expenditure would put the figure in because he's giving away a negotiating position. Uh, and it would be the starting point rather than the finishing point. So Michael Noonan, on the 4th of February, is saying, we didn't put any figures in. That's Fine Gael didn't put any figures in for public sector pay on the basis that you, you, you couldn't because it's a negotiating position. And today he, just, he lo and behold, or yesterday, discovered a black hole in Fianna Fáil's figures. Of course... The bottom line is we've only 8.3 billion 
over the five years put into our framework. In other words, we've left a lot of room. They have a 10 billion package uh, and they still haven't left room for it. Now, if you're watching this from afar, you might think the whole campaign is stepping up a little bit because of the slide in the polls for Fine Gael. But no, Michael Noonan says he's just attacking because the opposition is wrong and it's nothing to do with the poor campaign on Fine Gael's part. I think the campaign is going very well. I think the Taoiseach is putting in uh, an exceptionally strong campaign. I think the public, a lot of the public, uh, don't know where to turn at the moment because uh, they they, they don't see an alternative to the government, and yet they would like an alternative. And uh, I think that's the quandary that many people are in. So they're turning to independence, but there's a long way to go. But I think the Taoiseach is driving a very resolute campaign, and I think our policy positions are very, very strong, and uh, we're campaigning actively. Also, it's true that our reports from the constituencies are stronger than the national polls. not saying the national polls are wrong now, but the national polls are not putting the candidates' names on the ballot papers, whereas in the constituency, the canvas is about uh, vote for this person or vote for that person, uh, which changes the arithmetic. Now, one note of analysis on this. Michael Noonan was speaking at an event where Fine Gael was launching its tax calculator that will show everyone how much better off they'll be under Fine Gael's fiscal plans. And it all draws attention to the big banners that adorn every single one of Fine Gael's events. Let's keep the recovery going. And given the nature of the event, it does all highlight a little bit how singular Fine Gael's message actually is. Now, maybe it'll work. Maybe the stability card is one that will finally come up trumps when the public goes to the polls in a week's time. But it might also be a sign that Fine Gael only really have one ace in their hand. And if the public are pointedly refusing to accept what is, in essence, a single-issue campaign, then Fine Gael might be in some trouble. But perhaps it is a card that is now being deliberately played up. Yesterday we played you some audio of Enda Kenny appearing to come unstuck on the question of coalitions in an interview with Sean O'Rourke on RTE. Well, today it was Jerry Adams' turn to turn on the today it was Jerry Adams' turn on the hot seat, and his answers about Sinn Fein's tax policy raised some eyebrows. I just can't put my finger on it on your manifesto, but I just don't accept that you're only going to be charging seven percent tax okay. uh, on income well, above one hundred thousand. No, no, we, we we can have that fact check, and perhaps my yeah. colleagues can work on okay. it upstairs. But I mean, that would be a massive tax giveaway to people earning over one hundred thousand euros. Well, to think that the only part of it that was going to be taxed was a no, no, I didn't say that the only part of it. Obviously, up to until a hundred. Uh, and they can earn what they like above 100,000, only paying seven cents in that euro. That me. makes Sean, no sense. I, 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 you know, sometimes, you know, you even surprise me. Up until 100,000, people will be paying uh, a, a tax rate of less than 50%. The additional tax will come in on earnings above 100,000. Yeah, at what rate? Well, it would be seven. seven. It would, it would be less, as, we, as all tots up. It'll be around fifty nine and and the full yes, accumulation. Exactly. My of point depending, being depending, that it's at fifty nine percent of the margin. Sorry, depending how much they spend. Now this is about getting those who can afford to pay most to pay most. Yes. So yeah. over a hundred thousand euro, you're paying fifty nine cent of the margin. We're paying over. A hundred thousand. I don't know where you're you earn this issue. Well, that's actually important pay, because you're going to pay seven. You're going to pay seven cents in every euro. I can't More make than you're clear. paying at the moment. You disagree with me? No, no, I don't. I'm just uh, trying to get clarity. Well, I, I can't keep repeating myself. No, you, but you, you seem to be suggesting two different things. Sorry. No, I'm sorry. I'm not, Sean. You're the one that's confused. I'm, I'm not to, I'm in the least bit confused No, no, I'm not this. in the slightest confused. Perhaps our listeners might be. Labour, by the way, weren't silenced today. Today they were outlining another area in which they differ from Fine Gael, the Eighth Amendment. 
They want to bypass Endicani Citizens Convention and move directly to having a referendum on replacing the constitutional ban on abortion. Here's Communications Minister Alex White. I campaigned against the Eighth Amendment back in 1983, along with a lot of people in the Labour Party and other progressive people around the country. And I think it's time that this generation, um, given all of the change that's come about in our values and the changes in the realities of people's lives, it's time that we had a chance to decide on removing the Eighth Amendment from the Constitution. But anyway, moving on to the talking taxi, which has been continuing its journey out west with the ever-trusty cue ball at the wheel. Today, Helen Vaughan was hitting Roscommon, where it was little surprise that the local hospital was a major issue for voters. The opening of the hospital again, of course, but that's an issue that will go on forever and never be resolved. It's crazy, like, what's going on, and all the other hospitals are waged to the door, you can't get into them, and we have a hospital that we need patients and we need doctors. Can I get an ambulance, which there's often problems here with ambulance services, and if you have to bring somebody by car, it's an hour, which if they have anything like a heart attack or a stroke an hour is precious time at that stage. There's no doubt about the main issue on people's minds here. It's access to emergency health care. We're not looking for hospitals at every crossroads. We're looking for basic emergency services. That's John McDermott, the chair of the Roscommon Hospital Action Committee. The A&E unit at Roscommon Hospital was closed in 2011 and he says the emergency ambulance cover that now exists is inadequate. We had to, we got an additional ambulance when the NE was closed. We got one additional ambulance. Now that additional ambulance has been relocated to Lachlan, which is another 20 miles away. We have the worst response times for ambulances in the country. One in two ambulances do not arrive to a life-threatening emergency situation within the target time, which is 19 minutes. The town has also been badly affected by emigration because of a lack of local employment. Oh, the most we care about is jobs, jobs, jobs. They're not giving anything to town here. It's all going up to Leinster. There's no jobs beyond the Shannon and that's what we need badly. There's very, very little work for uh, young people at the moment. Over the years we've had three or four factories that would have closed down here in the town. Uh, lots of people have immigrated and it would have affected the business here in town like it's a small country town and it needs people. So is there any hope for their emergency department to reopen? Both Mary and Mary are sceptical. No, no, I don't. There was promises made there again and they were broken. Maybe in the future, but the way the hospital has changed out there and the new unit going into it, it just won't be feasibly possible. That I don't know. We've been pushing for it for the last couple of years now and we're just hoping that it will open. It's not completely dead yet. Helen Vaughan, Today FM News in Roscommon Town. Now, there's been one off-kilter part of the campaign today that you're probably aware of. This morning, Labour took out an advertisement in some newspapers with a mock-up of the boy band One Direction, or at least a fairly old picture of One Direction. We'll get back to that. It featured the faces of Micheál Martin, Gerry Adams, Paul Murphy, Shane Ross and Lucinda Creighton, all superimposed into members of the boy band. And One Direction's logo has been rejigged to read, No Direction. The whole point of the ad is to illustrate that if those five bodies were to all end up in some sort of coalition together, they wouldn't have any cohesive direction and they wouldn't last very long as a coalition. Lucinda Creighton was first out of the traps to try and criticise this ad, suggesting on Twitter that Labour must be really behind the times if they didn't realise by now that there are only four remaining members of One Direction. Labour, of course, were quick to reply, saying that they did know that, of course, and that naturally Lucinda must be the Zayn Malik of the group because she left her group early as well. But then it was put to Paul Murphy of the Anti-Austerity Alliance. Someone, someone told me on Facebook I was Harry. I don't know who Harry is. Like, but uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if it's a good thing or not. Um, well, I tell you, apparently he's a good-looking one. That's good. Um, I think that Labour would have been better off. They would have gotten the same message out if they had uh, created a poster of perhaps 
Joan Burton and Enda Kenny as part of status quo because that's what they're saying. They're saying there is one direction. There is the status quo. Keep with us. And if we keep with them, we know what will happen. We'll continue. We'll have more broken promises from the Labour Party and we'll have more austerity. Uh, A recovery will be created for the rich, for the corporations, for the bondholders, and there'll be no recovery for the majority. Micheál Martin also saw a bit of a funny side. My daughter was very upset because she doesn't like anyone um, having fun at One Direction. Um, But um, uh, I was never a great candidate for a boy band, I have to say. Uh, (laughs) Never had that gift. I think they're very silly ads. Genuinely, I just think it's... Uh, I don't think much. I think it indicates a campaign that's in disarray, uh, you know. Uh, And um, someone tells me I look very young at the age. So on that unlikely note, we're going to leave it for today. G Riley at todayfm.com or at Gav Riley on Twitter if you've anything to say or if you have any better suggestions for political boy bands or indeed if you have any suggestions for a soon-to-be redundant TD who might be free to take over as Man United manager. They can't really be all that worse than what we have right now. I'm Gavin Riley. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow for another edition of Election Daily. One hundred to one hundred two. Today FM.